0: been a weird pair of seasons for victor oladipo in miami but after a strong playoff performance is his future going to be with the heat
1: you are locked on hoosiers your daily podcast on the indiana hoosiers part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
0: what is up guys it is friday june 10th this is locked on hoosiers your daily one-stop shop for everything iu athletics i'm your host as always jacob rude i want to thank you guys for making locked on hoosiers your first listen every day today's episode is brought to you by bet online bet online has you covered this season with more props odds and lines than ever before bet online where the game starts Uh, Victor Oladipo, obviously one of the most beloved Hoosiers uh, in recent years, and in recent decades really, had a pretty interesting ride the last couple seasons uh, in Miami, capped off with a a fun uh, playoff performance, so no one else better to bring on to talk about what these last two years have been like and uh, what his future holds than uh, one of our Locked On Heat hosts. Uh, Wes Goldberg. Wes, bud, uh, how are you doing?
1: I'm good, man. I'm good.
0: It's been, uh, it was certainly an interesting uh, ride this season, these playoffs for Victor Oladipo, because uh, it seemed like his playoff kind of contributions were unexpected. Uh, Set out the first couple of games and then kind of burst onto the scene and, and was huge in closing out that Atlanta series. And then kind of found a role after that. I guess, what's just kind of your overall thoughts on on his performance in the
1: playoffs? Yeah, I mean, he gave the heat what they needed in really key times during the playoffs when a lot of guys weren't available. When Kyle Lowry was dealing with a hamstring issue, Tali Hero out with a groin issue, uh, and a little bit limited even before he was absent uh, because of that injury. And, you know, Victor Oladipo's role fluctuated in basically his two years, uh, a little bit less than that in Miami. Obviously, he wasn't even available for most of this season until he got back towards the end of the year. Uh, and the Heat never really were able to settle on a role. But as the stage got bigger, you know, it's just it's funny how NBA coaches behave, right? They, they will, at the end of the day, when they're when they're in a corner, they're going to go to the players that they trust. And it was interesting to see Eric Spoelstra continuously turn to Victor Oladipo. Despite the lack of experience with mm-hmm. with Vic, despite the lack of uh, really knowing what he can even contribute uh, on a regular basis and, consi- and consistently. And so uh, I think, you know, Vic's veteran presence, his basketball IQ, and obviously his ability to break down a defense and create off the dribble for himself and for others you saw Spo go to that more and more and more. And then obviously everything that old Depot can do defensively is, is, is big for them and, and everything that the heat want to try to do on that end too. So, um, you know, I, I thought it was interesting. I thought it was interesting the way that they played him and, and it does bring up a lot of interesting questions for this off season.
0: Yeah. And you touched on a, a couple of points there that I, I kind of wanted to dive into. I mean, for one, Um, It felt like and this kind of might have been what led to him getting more minutes, but it felt like the team just kind of played better with him on the floor uh, at times during these playoffs. And there were times where I know plus minus is kind of a a finicky stat when you look at it for single games, but that kind of reflected at times in some of those games. I remember literally the very first game he played. Um, against Atlanta he had I think like a plus 30 plus minus did you get that sense kind of watching games that um, Miami might have played a little bit better maybe differently with Vic on the floor
1: um I would say it was pretty mixed sometimes uh there was definitely a lot of things that I liked that uh Vic did um like I, I mentioned before like his ability to break down defenses off the dribble ended up being a really necessary thing for them when Lowry and Tyler Hero were limited or or out uh they really needed it but there were other times too where Oladipo like there's two sides of that coin right like you want him to be able to create offense for himself but there were also times where it felt like he was freelancing too much and it was kind of going outside of the 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 offense a little bit too often and would kind of just force up really bad shots and take shots like really early in the shot clock like almost as if he were still that star that he was with the Indiana Pacers. And I know that it's like he thinks of himself that way. He told me that he's still that guy. I wrote a feature for him for The Ringer uh, earlier this season when he came back. And one of the things he told me was, like, I'm still that guy. And you can kind of feel him, like, when you're watching him play for the Heat, like, kind of trying to prove that he's still that guy. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that that's what the Heat needed. Overall, I think he was still a, a net positive for the Heat. I don't know if that's more of what he was able to provide, despite some of the negatives. You know, I thought defensively too; he was sometimes out of place. Like he would get steals and things. Like he would hustle. He looked, he looked like a good defender, and we think of him as a good defender because of his reputation. But there were still times where, again, he was freelancing a little bit too much defensively sometimes. Um, But I still think that overall, he was a net positive. You would like to take. You would like to just have some of that freelancing curbed a little bit, kind of reigning in a little bit more. Um, But overall, again, I think he was a net positive.
0: Yeah, and there certainly were some some of that freelancing, some of that at times almost hero ball that uh, led to some ugly misses. I know he didn't shoot well from three and and things like that. Uh, You mentioned defensively as well, which uh, has been one of his calling cards at IU. That was kind of his first calling card on the defensive end. Uh, how well did he fit in on that end of the floor with you guys?
1: Yeah. Um, from a skill set perspective, he's an ideal fit. You know, you could play him next to Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, PJ Tucker, Kyle, Lauer, like whatever, all your switchable defenders. He's right there, part and parcel, parcel with, with all those guys. So if you're Miami and you want to switch one through five, you put Victor Oladipo out there with four of your other better defenders and now you could switch one through five. And so. Uh, He was a a perfect fit on that end. That's how he got on the floor to begin with, right, during the regular season Mm -hmm. was what he was able to do defensively. Um, That stuff doesn't, like, obviously the athleticism wasn't there because he was coming back from two really bad injuries. But, like, the IQ, that stuff doesn't go away. Once you know how to play defense, you you pretty much know how to play defense. So that stuff was always there. And then the steals I thought were really big. Like, the Heat struggled so much with their half-court offense, uh, which is one of the reasons why, again, they turned to Oladipo so often, but his ability to create turnovers and then get out in transition—he had that one four steal game against basically Jalen Brown and the Celtics uh, in the Conference Finals. That was huge, right? And that—that that was a big reason why they were able to win that game was because he was able to create turnovers that led to offense and, and easy points in transition. So, yeah, I think defensively, he's exactly what the Heat were looking for.
0: Yeah, he kind of feasted on a a Boston team that loved to turn the ball over in uh, that game in particular. I I think it was game three that uh, it seemed like most of them were in the fourth quarter in the second half, too. So it was a big performance like him. It's been, as I said, kind of a weird ride with Vic. And we'll kind of talk about what uh, the experience as a whole has been these last two years. But first want to talk about Bet Online? BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest developments, news, and odds, including the NBA Finals, NHL Conference Finals, MLB, uh, and of course, all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing. Uh, I was looking at the site today. I think my favorite prop bet for this final series is, uh, will Draymond Green be ejected from the series? And you can actually get plus odds on that, which uh, he has flirted with it dangerously close through the first two games. So if you're, uh, if you're feeling frisky, you can get plus 350 odds on that one. Bet online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and more head to the website today, or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action bet online where the game starts. Also, real quick mention of our friends over at Rock Auto, with the ever increasing numbers of makes and models, it's impossible to find what you guys need at your local auto parts store. Uh, On top of waiting in line forever, you get to the counter and find out the parts not even available Head to rockauto.com at home or in your pocket and skip all that waiting. It saves you time. It saves you money. They're a family business that's serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have everything you guys are going to need, whether it's brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. So go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need RockAuto.com. Wes, when uh, we talked to Sean Woodley over at Locked On Raptors about OG and Anobi, this section I, I just kind of talked about what the uh, the the last couple of seasons with OG had been with the Raptors. It's kind of hard to do that with Vic because he played all of twelve regular season games. Uh, I think he played about that many, fifteen playoff games uh, for the Heat. So I guess just in a general sense. What's just kind of this experience and, and uh, I guess what's just this last couple of seasons been like with regards to Vic?
1: yeah, it, it it's been hard to evaluate because his role has just been up in the air. you get you get him at the tread deadline a couple of years ago and then obviously he gets injured again and so you don't get him back until basically you know seventy percent through the season of this season. and so it was really hard to just evaluate his overall fit. Um, I'll say this, uh, he's really, I think, well liked in that locker room. I think Eric Spolster really wanted it to work out with Vic. I think he was a little disappointed that it took so long to get him onto the court. I think Pat Riley really wanted it to work out too. I think this whole organization has always looked at Victor Oladipo as a guy that, that fits the kinds of things that they want. Um, and for a very long time, I mean, basically since he was in Indiana, they looked at Vic as somebody that, that makes sense for their team and the franchise, and I think it, it's a little disappointing that it it was just marred by injury for two straight years. I think they were really excited to get him from Houston, um, and, and, and now I think they're a little disappointed the way that it turned out. Not anything against what Victor did. It was just the circumstances of the injuries and stuff. Um, and so, you know, I think that there was... Some push and pull when Victor got back. I, I think he he started a few games, uh, or, or I'm sorry, he he was in the rotation for a few games. The Heat went on a big losing streak. There was that dust up on the sidelines between Jimmy Butler and Eric Spolstra. After that, they lose a couple more games. They decide to revamp their entire rotation, and it does not include Victor Oladipo. And I think Oladipo was really upset at that point. And we started to kind of get the first sense of friction between organization and player uh, between the Heat and Vic. And uh, it didn't look good. It did not look good back then. And everything that I was hearing was that Victor was not happy. And not not to say that he was creating anything behind the scenes or anything, but he was clearly just not happy about not you know finally working his way back and then being out of the rotation. But um, you know, it, it was. I'll go back to what I said when when kind of bleep hit the fan in the playoffs, and and Eric Spolster needed to turn to somebody. He ended up going back to Victor Oladipo, and so. The patience ended up paying off, I think. Um, but I, I don't know that the Heat have any more answers to their questions in regards to Victor Oladipo and how he fits in long term. Yeah,
0: it, I I always saw him as kind of the, the perfect Heat culture type of guy, which is probably why they earmarked him uh, even back in Indiana as uh, somebody that would fit in. I know the seemed like for a while the two sides were just kind of circling each other and that Mm -hmm. eventually it it would come about. Um, I mean, when it came to kind of the heat culture, I know we kind of mentioned this. I mean, was he a fit into what uh, Miami likes to do just around the franchise and and with that heat culture?
1: I think so. I think so. Look, Dwayne Wade speaks very highly of Victor Oladipo. And when Dwayne Wade says something, the Heat organization listens. So I think that's definitely part of it. Uh, you kind of had the stamp of approval from D. Wade. And that mattered. And everything that they say was that, you know, whether he was in the rotation or out of the rotation, whether he was injured or not injured and all these things, is he just kept working and he just kept working. And that kind of stuff matters to Miami. I, I do think that he's a he's a fit culturally with the Heat. I really do. Um, I don't know if that means he'll stay with the Heat. I think there's other factors that need to be considered. But, you know, I, I think the the way that he cares about the game, the way that he takes care of his body, the adversity they had to go through to learn how to really take care of his body. I think the Heat look favorably on that stuff. And I think that they would like to have players like Vic in the organization. That's not a question, right? It's just whether or not right now in Vic's career if it's the right fit, that's the big question going forward. But yeah, from a cultural standpoint, I do think it's a fit.
0: It's interesting. I I was looking as we were talking, the, the 15 games in a row he played in the playoffs is the most he's played consecutively since he suffered that first quad injury Mm -hmm. uh, in 2019 um, with the Pacers. He had played even at some knee injuries. Then Uh, the uh, he played 20 games in a row then before going down with injury. So it's, That kind of speaks to the maybe the frustrations of just not being able to get healthy. I mean, when you look back when they initially traded for him, what were kind of the expectations for him then, and how much did that kind of change once he had that injury in Miami? I know they brought him back, but I mean, how much did those expectations change?
1: Well, when they first traded for him, they were... Sort of middling in the in the during the regular season after that you know long run through the bubble and everything like that and they they just needed an infusion of talent and they saw this opportunity to trade basically Kelly Olynyk and a couple of role players for for Victor Oladipo yeah. um and they pounced on it right and so again a guy that you know both sides have been circling each other for a few years they finally found that opportunity to go ahead and get him for at at a low price uh, and I think they looked at him as a swing factor potentially during the playoffs, or, or, or ahead of the playoffs for them. And, and, of course, he got hurt later that later that year after what it, what it, whatever it was, four games at the Heat, he got hurt again. Yep. Uh, and then when he got back this season, I think it was kind of the same thing. They looked at him as sort of a swing factor. Now, it was a very different team, right? Like, the team he joined was Goran Dragic and Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. And then the team that he came back to after coming back from injury this past season was, had Kyle Lowry and P.J. Tucker and some new players, and they played very differently. Or not very differently, but somewhat differently, and and there wasn't necessarily that starting job just sitting there for him um, when he came back, and so uh, it took a little while. But I do think that you know when it came down to it, they just looked at him as a potential swing factor in the postseason. And I I wrote this. I said I like he's he the biggest X factor in the Eastern Conference playoffs because if he could give you anything close to what he was in Indiana, then you're talking about a really impactful player, basically coming off the bench for the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. So um, that's what I think their hope was, that we, he would just be that kind of X factor for them. I think he was um, kind of. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. it didn't get them to the finals, but but he was a really important part. You'd like to see what it would have looked like if everybody were healthy, Lowry, Hero, et cetera. But um, yeah, I think that's basically what they looked at him as for the last couple of years was just sort of an X factor. Sort of a bonus, not something that they necessarily needed, but some but but a player who could potentially get them over the top.
0: And he kind of became that X factor this season, but he just, as you said, didn't really have all the other pieces healthy around him to to make him kind of that bonus necessarily. He was kind of needed for production mm-hmm. and whatnot, uh, which kind of brings us to to what the future holds for him in Miami. And we'll we'll take a look at uh, whether he'll be back and, and maybe where he might go and, and things of that nature uh, but I want to talk to you guys first about uh, Bilt Bar. If you guys love chewy chocolatey brownies, then Built Bar has something for you. Uh, you're in luck because caramel brownie bars are available at Built.com right now. You got to act fast because they're a fan favorite. Forget about dessert. These are better than dessert. Plus, the macros are unreal. 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 4 grams of sugar. I would replace a regular brownie with Built Car- caramel brownie bar in a heartbeat. The best part, as with everything Built bar does, they are covered in 100% real chocolate and all of Built bars are made with collagen protein which your body absorbs more efficiently. There's a million reasons why you guys should be trying Built bars. Head on over there today built.com. Use the promo code LOCK15, get yourself some caramel brownie bars, or, or whatever limited time flavors they have available. If you use that code LOCK 15 you get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Kind of mentioned that uh, it's kind of up in the air now about what his future holds. He's obviously going to be a, a free agent this season. Uh, what's your sense on, on how he's kind of viewing his situation? And is a return to Miami something he's considering?
1: I think I think the Heat are a potential landing spot for Victor Oladipo. Yeah, I don't I don't think the door is closed on that. Um look, if, if I, my sense is that Victor Oladipo wants playing time and preferably yeah. a starting job somewhere. He sees himself as a starter. He sees himself as somebody who plays 30 minutes a night and is a key contributor somewhere. Uh that's from what I understand, that's what Victor Oladipo is looking for. I don't know that the Heat can offer that to him, right? Their point guards the way the roster is currently constructed, there is an opportunity at one spot in Miami's starting lineup next year. If you look at, like, Max Struess is a starting shooting guard to end the season, but I don't think he's, like, you know, locked up that job going into next season. Vitaly Hero was also there, and he's talking about the fact that he believes he's a starter, too. Victor Oladipo, if he comes back, is going to be eyeing that that shooting guard spot I think they all have equal claim to it, to be honest. I think they all bring something different to the table, and it kind of depends on where Spo wants to go with that. But uh, it's not guaranteed. And if you're Victor Oladipo, I think you might be looking for something that's a little bit more guaranteed. That said, the money is also not guaranteed anywhere else, and the Heat have his bird rights. So the Heat could potentially pay Victor Oladipo more than anybody else. Now, again, from what I've gathered, most teams are looking at Victor Depot that are interested in Victor Depot, something with the mid-level exception. So in the NBA, depending if you're a tax-paying team or not, that's going to go between six and a half and about $10.5 million, a little bit less than 10. It's $10.3 million for the, for the higher mid-level exception. So if there's a team that has that MLE available and wants to give it to Vic at like $10 million, then I could see him going somewhere for a year trying to, you know, up his stats, kind of increase his value around the league, and then maybe try to sign a long-term deal after next season. But if you're the Heat, there is something to be said about not letting an asset go away for nothing. An asset that you traded for a couple years ago, you have bird rights on, and so you can you know, exceed the cap to bring him back and maintain that cap slot. So if I'm Miami, I would be willing to offer him upwards of you know, $15 million a year for one year or two years or whatever it is. Uh, in order to just keep him not only on the books, but also keep that cap slot from the Heat, from a roster construction standpoint. So um, there's a lot of ways that they can go with this. Uh, You know, it's going to, like many things, it's not black and white. It's going to come down to role and money for Victor Oladipo, right? And so the Heat can offer, while the Heat can't necessarily offer him maybe the ideal role and opportunity, they can offer him more money than anybody else. And if they could say, hey, like, even if you're not a starter, we look at you as a thirty-minute kind of sixth man of the uh, sixth man type. We might elevate Tali Hero to the starting job, and now you take his job as sixth man, and you're going to go out and win sixth man of the year next year, whatever it is. I don't know, but if they can give him thirty minutes a night and and more money than anybody else, that could be enough to convince Victor Oladipo to come back. So it 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 just it all depends on what the offers that he gets are.
0: Yeah, that was going to be one of my questions that you just answered. Is is he interested in a a sixth man role because that would seem to be. Although you mentioned that there's a kind of a starting spot available, it seems to be maybe the most likely spot he would end up with in in Miami. I mean, I, you mentioned with the mid level exception, is that the kind of market you're expecting for him in free agency now? After kind of how he played in the playoffs, for him to get somewhere around that six to ten million dollar range per year? Yeah, he he is. It's fascinating because he's someone who his highs were really high, but uh, mm. it, it was quite a few many years ago. 2018 might have been the last time that he's been that high. And um, he he showed flashes of it during the playoffs. So I guess kind of gut feeling. Do you think he's back in, in Miami next season?
1: <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I go back and forth on this. I have no idea, dude. I have no (laughs) idea. I have no idea. I would, Mike, I think that Victor Oladipo would like it to work out in Miami. I I really, really do. He trains here in the offseason. It makes a lot of sense for him from a lifestyle standpoint to make it work with the Heat. And I do think that the Heat, if if Mickey Arison, their owner, is willing to get into the tax, it makes a lot of sense to offer him maybe more money than anybody else to bring him back. So I'll say it's not a gut feeling. I have no gut feeling for this, but if I had to bet yeah. a dollar on it, I would bet the dollar that he is back with Miami next year, but maybe not necessarily finishing the season next year with Miami. Cause <laughs> it could be a trade kind of guy for him. But, um, I really, I really don't know. Cause it, it depends. Like if the heat go out this offseason and take that big swing, like a lot of think people think Pat Riley is going to do, then it all opportunity for Victor Oladipo dries up and even 30 minutes off the bench don't exist for him. Or, Maybe they have to trade so many pieces that they absolutely do need Victor Oladipo. And now there's a starting job available for him potentially. Like, there's so many ways that this could go. There are so many ways that this could go. I do think that it's going to be a long process. I'll tell you that. I don't think Victor Oladipo is going to be one of these guys that, like, day one of free agency, July 1st, is like signing within a couple minutes of of the deadline. Like, I I just don't see that. I think he's going to take his time weighing his options and seeing how the market works.
0: I'm glad you don't have a clue how this is going to go, because I've been looking at this trying to figure out and I had absolutely no idea which way it's going to lean. It's interesting as well, because there aren't a ton of teams that even have cap space uh, right. in the in free agency. So uh, it'll probably have to be one of those exceptions that he's signed with. But uh, I mean, that might open the door even more for Miami if they're able to kind of match or, or better that contract. Um it's going to be interesting because I, I really have no sense for for what his future holds now. And uh, even coming off of uh, that strong postseason, I, it's just so up in the air. And I could see any number of scenarios playing out. Uh, Wes, thanks a ton for coming on and doing this. Let the people know where they can uh, find your work and your podcast. Set.
1: Yeah, I'm over at Locked on Heat Daily and then Locked on NBA every Friday morning with Adam Mares, my co-host there. And then you can find me on Twitter at WC Goldberg.
0: Thanks a ton again for coming on. Make sure you guys follow uh, him on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Leave a quick rating and review. Most importantly, have a great weekend, everybody, and LEO.